Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Margaret Allman, who is a glass mosaic artist in uh, Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is just north of Philadelphia. She she works um, also with her husband, who is a stained glass artist, and she's been taking Alexander Technique lessons, and we're going to talk today a little about her experience with the technique and how uh, the, the Alexander Technique might be useful for other artists. Margaret, welcome to the show. Hello. Nice Hello. To be here. Good, good to have you on the show today. Uh, I'm wondering if you run into someone and uh, they hear you're studying the Alexander Technique, what, what do you tell them in a sentence or two? Um, that's, yeah, that's a good question. Cause people are like, I've heard of that, but I have no idea what it is. Right. Um, and I, it had been the same for me. Um, I had heard about it through my choir director, but what I tell people is that it's allowing me to be in the studio and actually aware of the connection of my body to the, to the, and the art I'm working on, um, I came into this because my um, my back went out in November, and I realized the more I was in the studio, the worse my back felt, and I started searching for uh, some sort of practice that I could do to become more aware. And November would be November 2011? 2011. And mm-hmm. we're, we're talking in early May of 2012, so I'm guessing you haven't had a huge number of lessons Right. I've been going weekly since um, December, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting to me that um, things are starting to shift in in my body, and, um, you know, I haven't been doing it that long, so I am curious uh, to see how this evolves over time, but it's definitely helping me in the studio. Mm-hmm. Well, um, when you say helping you in the studio, I, and we talked a little before the 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 show that the kind of work you do is very um on kind of a small scale and very precise is that would that be a fair way of describing yes. it a yes. lot of work in a, a kind of with that might tend to draw you into it physically absolutely yes i have a lot of people tell me when i'm doing uh art shows that um you must have so much patience and um I don't really have a lot of patience. I think I'm just more uh, so highly focused on what I'm doing and, and I enjoy it. But then when I forget about what's happening with my body, um, that's when I start to uh, feel pain. Um, Cause there's something about being intensely involved with um, placing, cutting glass into little pieces and then placing each one um, in the glue and then gluing it down and then the process of grouting where I then have to take all the grout back off again because my work has a lot of levels. Um, so it, it's been a process of, um, my teacher likes to say, let the work come to you mm-hmm. rather than you going to the work. And I realized that um, I had been organizing myself around getting as hunched up as close to um, the mosaic as possible um, for even though I was setting a timer for like every 20 minutes uh, to take a break, I wasn't really taking a break um, because I was still in a kind of hunched up 
um, positions. So, mm-hmm. and and I think that what you're describing um, is is perhaps a slightly uh, or is a somewhat more extreme version of what a lot of people are experiencing, uh, say, with their computers. Absolutely, uh, kind of being drawn into the screen, and maybe even more so with smartphones and other handheld devices. Mm-hmm. There's a, a huge mm-hmm. tendency to let the external uh, thing that you're interested in, whether it's your art or your computer screen or your email or whatever, draw you into it. Absolutely, and, that, and uh, usually at a pretty unconscious, in a kind of unconscious way. And as I, I assume you've noticed, that can create a lot of strain on your on your body. Absolutely, yes. I, I think the first concept that uh, my teacher explained to me that really uh, made sense was um, talking about the integrity of the torso, that your back is not does not have little hinges in it where you can just bend at will from various points um, and being introduced to the idea of, of softening the knees and, and changing levels and bending more from the the hip joint than uh, trying to make something in my upper or lower back bend. And Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. it was like, wow, this is exactly, I mean, what I've been doing is my head has been, down my back has been in an awkward position um i work standing but my table was too low so i was really having to to squish myself in there to see anything so um i raised my workspace um and improved the lighting so that it was easier to let the art come towards me but also to um think about okay am i trying to bend somewhere that I'm really not designed to bend. Right, right. And, and of course, our spine does have a certain amount of flexibility, but it's not oh, really yeah. designed to be the primary hinge, let us say. Right. If you're, yeah, right. yeah. And so that's that's interesting that you made some changes that could could fall under the general category of ergonomics. I mean, they're, they're ergonom- right. ergonomists are very interested in things like height and um, eye level and so on. But um, typically they would prescribe these things, ju- just do that and that will take care of a lot of things. It sounds like in your case, that be- kind of organically came out of the Alexander Technique Insights. Absolutely, especially since my teacher is also an artist. Um, he he's a uh, fiber artist, and he does a lot of weaving. And you know, he understood right away what I was probably doing in terms of um, scrunching myself up, trying to work on something that's that's too far down. And um, I had done physical therapy in the past. I've had chronic back pain, and I knew that the model of, well, here are some exercises, here's what you need to adjust, and you'll be better, hadn't worked for me in the past because um, whatever I was doing in the studio, I couldn't see it. I couldn't, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't see it or understand what exactly it was. And the Alexander technique has been really useful in helping me uh, actually understand what it is that I'm doing when I'm in the studio. Mm -hmm. 
and have you found that it's given you some um, effective ways of changing what you're doing if you notice that it's not what you want? Ab- yes, yes. Um, I mean, the the concept of of my head being forward and up and that I don't have to make my body do anything if I start with that um, and let things fall into place that um, it, it's like if I focus on one body symptom or too much, um, I have a really hard time moving forward, but there's such a holistic approach with the Alexander technique that everything affects each other, but I don't have to think that through in a uh, like step-by-step way as much as letting starting with one concept and letting it flow from there. So if I start feeling cramped in the studio, I Mm -hmm. can stop and say, well, what's going on with my head? Um, And often it's, I've put my head down um, and I'm feeling the weight of that. So. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for our listeners who may not be familiar with the Alexander technique, what, what you're talking about really is the head, neck, upper, body relationship and I'm guessing that when you were scrunching into the work before you were probably tightening your neck quite a bit and yes. possibly p- pulling your head back and down on your spine is that was that mm-hmm. your pattern mm-hmm. and one of the big discoveries of uh, F. Matthias Alexander who was the developer of this work back 120 years or so ago is that how we manage uh, the weight of our head on top of our spine uh, affects everything else in our body. It's, it's, um, right. And that if you're noticing that you're doing something you don't like, in your case, scrunching, or maybe you notice some pain, um, you can't really micromanage your body, right. but you can... Uh, select a key intervention point, and certainly the head, neck, uh, upper body one is pretty key. And I think most Alexander teachers would say it's the key area to pay attention to and to redirect. So it's an interesting point you make because you notice that you're scrunched, but you also want to keep working on your project. You don't want to put all your mind on kind of a micromanagement of yourself right you'd like to try to do it with just one or one or two interventions and so the as i said before the neck certainly is a great place to intervene the head neck relationship right yeah right so um and and do you find that you can do that you can make that intervention you can perhaps uh ask your neck not to be as tense and do that as you're continuing the work you're doing. Um, yeah, that process is definitely um, getting easier. I mean, I, I, the first obstacle was that I have such an ingrained habit of um, not paying attention to what's happening with my body because I'm so focused on the work. But um I have, uh, I still set a timer, but when it goes off now, um, I use that as a cue to remind myself to 
um, just check in, you know, what what's happening with my head or my neck. Um, you know, am I grounded on the floor or, or am I, you know, leaning at some kind of precarious angle trying to, you know, get grout out of a crevice or, um, and I think the more lessons that I've taken, the more, the more things I've become aware of, um, but usually just choosing one at first will remind me of the others. And I've found that to be very um, helpful that it all is because it's holistic and interconnected. Um, I tend to remember it once I start somewhere, as you said, with an intervention. Right, right. And apart from um, your, your work in the studio, uh, have you noticed anything else, uh, any other effects of the Alexander Technique in your life? Yes. Um, a lot of what I do when I'm not in the studio, it has to do with uh, doing the business side of my art. Um, for the past two years, I've been doing this full time. Previously, I had a day job and I was laid off. And so I went into doing uh, the art full time. And I spent a lot of time on the computer, uh, which was another place where I was really feeling um, tension in my shoulders. And I've noticed since um, practicing uh since Alexander teachers seem to enjoy these sitting down and getting back up as a, as a as teaching a method. Yeah. Yeah. As a uh-huh. teaching method. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that uh, it's getting easier to be at the computer that a lot of the ideas I had about how, what was optimal or ergonomic actually um, was, was not helping. I was using a, a lumbar pillow um, because I'd had a physical therapist say, well, you always have to keep that lower curve in your back. That's all that matters. That's the important thing. And as my posture started shifting, um, I realized that that was actually um, impeding uh, using my back to where my actual strength was in my spine and the idea of sitting on my sit bones, as it were, um, was much less fatiguing. So I've noticed... You know, other things that I do repetitively, there's been, um, has been shifts, um, even just walking, mm-hmm. you know, being mm-hmm. more aware. I often would walk looking at the ground and um, I've noticed I'm, I'm looking up and that has been also helpful for how my body feels. So for anyone listening to this uh, interview, particularly if they are an artist of some kind, do you have any sort of final words of, uh, well, wisdom slash suggestion around the Alexander Technique? Um, I would say that um, I found a real affinity for it as an artist with my visual sense um, and that that can definitely be an asset. Um, I know that I had um, shared my Pinterest board with you of pictures mm-hmm. um, uh, that evoke different aspects of the Alexander technique for me. And um, I have found that really useful, just using my visual sense to observe people and um, and symbols of of concepts of, you know, the idea of an upward direction or whatever that, whatever it is that helps me in the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, and then that um, it is possible to do your work and um, take care of your body at the same time, which I hadn't really thought was possible. So um, I would encourage someone who's in a studio and having pain to um, investigate the possibility of taking Alexander lessons um, just to, to bring more of yourself into your art. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you've been you've had lessons now for about four, four or five months, mm-hmm. not not a, uh, once a week. Is that right? Yes. Uh, I mean, that's not a huge number of lessons to get uh, an awful lot of benefit from. Absolutely. It's yeah. not an, it's not a burden. I mean, I know it can be hard to find a, a teacher. I mean, I was amazed that um, the person I found was only half an hour away and everyone else was either, you know, in Philadelphia or Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed and um, so, and, but it was definitely worth investigating, and because I did find somebody, and yeah, it's not a full-time job doing Alexander technique, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think I was, I was wondering if if it was going to consume uh, me, but actually, I've been finding it very energizing. So, right, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you would like to? Uh, mention? Um, just that I've been delighted to discover the Alexander community online. There are some really interesting blogs. I know I wrote a post about Alexander and um, you came and commented on it and several other teachers did. And I'm just, I'm very pleased that there's such a welcoming community of people who practice Alexander. So... Yeah, well, we're on Facebook and Twitter, and, yeah. and we're everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, um, thank you so much for this, uh, Margaret. Um, my my guest today has been Margaret Allman, who is a glass mosaic artist who works with her husband, who's a stained glass artist, stained glass artist in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is just north of Philadelphia. We'll put a link to her website on uh, by the interview. And if anything uh, that we've been talking about intrigues you, uh, we'll put a link also to a, a website where you can learn more about the Alexander Technique and where you can also find a teacher anywhere in the world. Um, Margaret, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you for inviting me. I um, was very happy to be able to do this.